Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-host, Lavendar. Anastasia is on assignment tonight, but she'll be back with us next week with the Starseed News. Our next two Starseed Quests to Arkansas are March 15th through the 18th for the Spring Equinox Athena's Birthday Gathering, and then again in May from the 17th to the 20th for Pleiadian Lineup. This is a soul group reunion, and all star seeds with at least one star marking at Galactic Degree are welcome. Both events are filling fast, but we still have spots for both available, so please write to crystals at starseedhotline.com for more info. We are so happy to have Molly McCord back with us tonight. Molly is a best selling indie author of 10 books a business coach, an intuitive astrologer, a radio show host, and modern consciousness teacher. Often referred to as a consciousness catalyst, Molly's popular website, which is Conscious Cool Chick, and that's, or, or is it Chic? Um, <laughs> Conscious Cool C-H-I-C.com, was nominated by Intent.com for Best Spirituality Website in 2011. She's a practicing intuitive astrologer who is connected with clients in over 30 countries and hosts a popular weekly radio show that has reached hundreds of thousands of listeners in the past seven years. Molly has been studying spiritual topics and concepts for over 25 years and shares her knowledge primarily through her books, online courses, weekly podcasts, and YouTube channel teachings. Molly is being called forward on her path now to support more awake and conscious healers, artists, authors, and entrepreneurs to share their work in the world. Her business training website is mollymccord.online, where she offers free videos, guidance, and tips for building your online business in a solid and practical manner. We'd like to thank Kathy and Fiona for hosting the Switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Molly. And we have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk, and if you'd like to show your support of our program, just please click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you enable those um, notifications. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. And if you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And if you want a Stage 2 interpretation of your solar return chart, please remember you have to order it about four months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get your session before your 10 hours because we do have a long waiting list. So uh, since Anastasia is off tonight, we'll be getting right into the show, and I'll start with getting Lavendar's mic open and Molly's mic open. Okay. 
Hey, Molly, welcome back to Starseed Radio. Thank you, Arielle. Thank you, Lavendar. I'm so excited to speak with you and connect with your audience. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for for, uh, doing the work that you're doing, and I just wanted to applaud you for uh, helping all the starseeds. I'm getting a lot of feedback from people that you've sent to us, and it's like we're really getting to be a very big community between between you and, and us and several others. It's like one day I just know that our our wingtips are going to touch eagle to eagle, and we're going to fly like nobody's business. We're under radar right now, but when we come up, look out, honey. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes, what an exciting time it is for so many starseeds to find your work, Lavendar, and everything you and Ariel put together and the rest of the Starseed Radio team. It's just an exciting time for more people to find this information. It's life-changing. Yes, and I do think that in years to come that we're going to probably have a political party that's going to be stacked with starseeds. Don't you think that will happen? Oh, I think that would be thrilling and exciting, and people would love it. They would sense the change, the true change, the deep, deep change that would then be happening in the world. And, wow, that would really be evolving the globe. So I'm on board with that political yeah, party. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be who you are now and give us some insight to some of your experiences. You know, we have a very awake audience so there's nothing you can't say that will shock anyone. Yes, I love that. And I also have to give credit to you, Lavendar, that um, my session with you back in 2011 was so life-changing for me because of what you opened up and, and what I never realized about myself. And then so many things in my life made sense. So um, I'm, I just want to give that quick appreciation because it's, it's amazing how things start to line up when we're in alignment with who we are. And I, and I feel like that's, what people are looking for right now, and I, I just want to acknowledge people who come to this information from all different parts of their journey and their lives, and all of a sudden it clicks, and they understand why they're different, why they're special, and that you're not alone. <laughs> There's many of us like this. So um, on that note, I guess I I feel like there's been so much about my life that's been um, on one hand, normal, and the other hand, interesting, um, where I've always felt a connection to spirit, to other energies, um, things that I could never identify. And I always felt that there was more out there that I was curious about and wanted to understand. Astrology was always that gateway for me. It was always home. Astrology was always where I turned to understand myself, to understand what was going on or what was coming up. And through the decades that I've been studying astrology, it always brought me comfort. It always brought me information that I couldn't get elsewhere. So uh, astrology has always been a big part of my path and has been actually how I've met the most amazing people in my life and where I've found a lot of clarity about what to do here in my work, and that's Um, how I understood I was to be a writer, I was to share, I was to speak, I was to talk, I was to connect with people at a very heartfelt level, and I I love doing that. Uh, I feel like there are so many people who are hungry for remembering who they are, where they came from, and I'm just grateful to be a part of this this adventure (laughs) of it all. Um, So I guess I could maybe throw it back to you, Lavendar, is there anything in particular that I should share um, that you think I should dive into? As you were saying that, I I, I didn't know if we had talked about this before, 
you know, what I'm doing now is I'm looking at charts and that pattern in the middle, you know, of the chart, which shows the trines, the squares, the oppositions, and the sextiles, and I, I color code them. You know, the, the blue yeah. is triangles, the, the red is square, and the yellow is oppositions. And what I'm noticing is that this pattern is like your personal crop circle because every cell in your body has a copy of what I'm looking at with a person's chart. Has that, yes. has that occurred to you that, it's, that there's a harmonic that resonates in the, every cell in the body that's like a crop circle? Have you thought about that? Yeah, yeah, because the visuals of a chart are so strong as we tune into it and it's, and the colors. And then you look at the intricacies and the patterns and the fact that it's um, a crop circle is so cool. But also I feel like there is that activation energy deeply embedded in the DNA, the cells, that we don't, we can't almost understand mentally right away, but we feel it, we sense it, we energetically even pull it into our aura, and it gets lit up, and things start to click and change, and it's like the clock in the middle starts to tick at a different uh, frequency. Right, and, and and you know when the scientists say, well, that's junk DNA, we don't know what that is. I think it's these harmonics astrologically in the cells of in the DNA. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is, too. And I think about how the scientists say they don't fully understand the brain or, you know, only so much of the brain has been studied. Well, I think there's so much more within us uh, that has information leading to our astrological codes, too. So I feel like we're fully equipped. You know, we're this full database of knowledge and wisdom and stories that it, it gets activated with astrology. And it's so exciting to see that come alive for people. What did you uh, find about the last night's uh, eclipse or Sunday night's eclipse? Is there anything you can share with us that that you uh, found with that eclipse? I felt that one. To, I actually felt that in my body physically about something clearing out. I felt it very um, endings, completions in a very big way, and I felt it as something that we had to let go of uh, very deep levels that we thought had that the meaning changed around it. We see it differently. What we have in our hearts is different because of that that Leo energy. I also wondered if it meant that our hearts would start vibrating at a different level now that these Leo eclipses are done, if it was an upgrade, uh, as eclipses can be, of an upgrade in even the heart's activations and in, in what we know is true for us and in our confidence. So that's what I was feeling energetically i'd love to know what you were feeling or how you picked it up it wasn't so much about what i felt it's what i started noticing happening in the news it's like and i noticed that the, the news put out two things that weren't true and then and immediately they had to retract them and i wondered if it had anything to do with the eclipse oh fascinating and did you hear how a meteorite hit the moon during no no way really yeah yeah, a meteorite hit the moon, and it was this flash of light onto the moon. And assuming it's real, um, that happened during the blood moon, full full wow. moon lunar eclipse. So, that, that had to be planned by somebody. <laughs> yeah, wow. I thought it's, either it's a signal or something was planned there because they knew the world would be looking at that at the blood moon. Wow, that's. New information. I had no idea that, that that had happened. Is that on the internet? Did anybody take pictures of that? 
Yeah, it is on the Internet, and it's on some of the uh, the news sites, too. Oh, yeah. okay, wow. Meteor. Yeah. So I thought it was a signal. I thought it was something maybe trying to get our attention, or, or I, I didn't think it was just a coincidence uh, because of the odds of hitting the moon when everyone's staring at the moon, but that's what came up for me. Wow. That's, yeah, we'll be tracking that. There's there's more to that story. Yeah, I'm glad that uh-huh. you, you brought that up. So just tell us anything that, that you feel like the starseeds need to hear tonight, whatever is on your heart, whatever, whatever hits for you to, to uh, explain to us about anything at all. Because I, okay. I feel like that you're an open channel, and, and we've got thousands of people listening to us right now, and so they're just waiting to hear your, your new message. Okay, thank you. Well, what I am feeling strongly and what has been gaining momentum is that so many starseeds are really being called into their mission even with greater purpose strength and confidence that there's uh, a real need on the planet for more starseeds to be activated to be empowered to be doing what they know they're here to do and to trust that the support will show up whether that is support through clients uh, and audience uh, financial support anything that you are here to do it's time because the planet is changing permanently uh, in the next decade there's huge transits uh, there's revolutionary and evolutionary events unfolding and starseeds are going to be on deck and on call and in need by people who may not even understand what you do or or know what to do and there's a sense of deep healing deep transformation Um, there aren't many times in history when we go through these big astrological events and so it's really signaling that there's a reason why you're you're drawn to this information you're drawn to your own galactic codes, you're drawn to understanding where you're from and your energy source because it's helping the planet really remember what's possible and what humanity can do and what humanity is capable of. And you cannot listen to the 3D stuff. You can't go into the mainstream media too much. It will take you out of your true energy. And there's so many starseeds now who are understanding that it's safe to be yourself it's safer than it's been uh be wise be smart you know understand that you you have to listen and pay attention to the audience or whom you're speaking to but that there's more i mean there's thousands of people understanding that they are here for something much bigger than themselves and uh there's people such as everyone here on Starseed Radio Academy, you've been doing this for decades to support people who are ready, to support taking this forward. And I just feel so, I guess, excited is the word, that so many people are are being activated by this work, by the stories, by the astrology, in a way that they can claim themselves, claim their energy and and do what's necessary uh, because It'll it'll click into gear. Like your mission work will be so clear. It'll be so clear, and you already know it. I feel like part of this is the awakening to who you really are, because you've always been encoded with it, and now, and now it's time. Um, now it's time, and you're not alone. So let me ask you something, Molly. Feeling. When you're when you're working yeah. with uh, an astrological chart with someone, and you see in their chart that they've been relying on others. Uh, for information or relying on others to tell them what to do. Like they'll they'll go to their parents or they'll go to their friends, well, what do you think I should be doing with my life? And what I'm seeing is they shouldn't be asking anyone what they should be doing because they don't know who these 
these new star seeds are. So how could they possibly tell them anything about what they should be doing? That's what I'm Brilliant. finding is that a lot of people yes. are waiting for others to give them uh, permission, permission to to um, go into their life's work, and yet when they go to their family and friends, they get poo-pooed and say, oh, you don't want to do that. People will call you crazy. Or, And what I'm finding is the persecution records aren't as strong as they were years ago. It's like somehow right. they've been erased, and people can step forward now and, and know they're not going to be persecuted for their for their work. I think that's a really powerful keyword, too, because a lot of people can feel that persecution energy, and it can be something that they're here to heal, um, which, of course, does relate to the permission energy of, am I permitted to be myself, or am I going to be persecuted for who I am? And I believe there's so many souls who are here right now in this lifetime because they knew it would be safe and that they have to go to you have to go to yourself you have to go to your intuition you have to go to your meditation space your own visuals uh your spiritual gifts um will give you answers uh whether those are like the the clairvoyance claircognizance your body will always give you a clear answer so yes go to yourself because as you said, I don't think others have the capacity to even give the answer that would ever be sufficient. It would only be like a 40% answer when you're looking for that 100% answer. And and the answers that they give, they run them through their filters in their brain and not not exactly. give the, um, the, the, the answers that the person needs because they're, they're tainted with their, their own thoughts. Right, yeah. yes. And so I tell part people, of, yeah, so I tell most of my people that are coming to me saying, I want to get into alternative healing. I want to take Reiki. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm saying, if this is what you want to do, then go do it. But don't ask for permission from your family because they won't give it probably. Just keep right. it to yourself. There's so many silent submarines that cancel people's, you know, uh, activities. And talk about canceling. Are you finding that a lot of our star seeds are getting hijacked by other programs, it's like some of the people that we started with in in our our quest in Arkansas. I'm very disheartened by what I'm seeing. Some of them just be led away on other false programs, and that's really disheartening for me. Are you finding that too? Oh, I can understand. They, yeah, that would be really disheartening because we need more of us, not less of us, just to be in that authentic energy. Um, I hope it's a temporary programming. I hope it's something that can lead them back to who they really are without um, being on that uh, less authentic path for too long. Um, And I wonder if that is some of the persecution energy that comes up too that that says, well, I'll go down this path instead of this other one. Or also Um, there's a big mind control program that's being run. Yeah, there is. In consideration to the mind control stuff with implants, yeah. Mhm, mhm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that that's part of when we know change is happening, when change is really occurring, is that these other energy intrusions come in to reduce the power, the rising power. So it's like a, a defense mechanism in a way, so that these starseed energies don't get too strong. It's like that's what the other programmings is inserted or something comes up to lessen the influence. But I feel that there's enough starseeds that 
can override that, they can overcome that if they stay really committed to who they are. they got to have their discernment intact, too. Yeah. Their discernment absolutely. has tight, knowing when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away, when the dealing's done, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. That's very important advice. I agree. Yeah. Now, are you doing because any any trips? Are you taking people on tours, or uh, do you have... Um, seminars that you put together. Tell us more about your business. Well, I just, right now I'm, I'm really connecting with people one-on-one through consultations, and then I offer online courses in astrology uh, and other spiritual topics as well as business. And what I hope to do um, in the next few years is do more of the trips and workshops. Um, right now my life is, I'm a full-time mom, so I have um I I get to be at home and work um, at the same time. So I'm trying to enjoy this phase of my life and make the most of it. And then when I have a little bit more time, I'll be able to put together some um, astrology gatherings and some more workshops because I love to travel and I really want to get out there and meet more people. I think we really need each other face-to-face, aura-to-aura. You know, we need to know each other, and then that will be another, another sense of homecoming too. So... I have a few things in the works, but right now I'm mostly doing everything online and virtually because uh, that's working with my current lifestyle. <laughs> uh, you've written several books. Tell us about some of the books that you've written and, and, and what's in them. Um, I've written a number of books about spiritual growth and development and how basically to move away from 3D and the ideas of who you thought you were or what you thought your life was and to step into the fullness of yourself. And so I have a series called the Awakening Consciousness Series. The first book in that is a memoir of uh, when I moved to Paris and went to graduate school in Paris and my years there and what I learned along the way and then what happened um, as a result of that big life adventure And then the second book in this Awakening Consciousness series is called The Modern Heroine's Journey of Consciousness, which is about how there are many phases we go through in a transformation period. And you can really identify yourself and your life in in this transformational process because you understand why you've had a dark night of the soul or why you've had to be surrendering or why you've had to give up certain things. Uh, You had to understand why you couldn't go back to who you were. So it's describing the process in a feminine area, a feminine level, that's about the spiritual, intuition, and emotional process. Um, And then the third book in the series is called The Unlimited Sparks of the Bonfire, and it's actually a collection of seven life stories and spiritual teachings that show the vastness of one person's energy field, like all the different experiences that are had on the planet to help you be this full and complete spiritual being, to help you understand more about your energy, more about what you're triggered or why there are certain people you gravitate towards. So uh, the Awakening Consciousness series is just designed to help people understand who they are and all the layers of energy that they hold and carry so those are three of the books, and, and there's others, but I thought those might resonate with people who are moving through um, an, a deep change in their life and, and want to know that they're right on track as they do so. Are you finding a lot of um, clients that were born after 1980 coming to you now? Yes, yes. It's like somebody's Absolutely. opened the floodgates. It's like yes. I have n- I've never seen anything like it. 
it's, it's like every day when I go in to look at, you know, the new new orders, I'm going, well, there they are. There's there's more of them. You know, I was told to, to hold my information in a bank vault for 25 years and not to release that information until the kids were born after 1980. And, boy, is that true now. I mean, they're just coming That's out of the woodworks. Amazing. In fact... Uh, a lot of them are saying, oh, I had a dream about Starseed, and I got up and Googled, and that's how I found you. And I hear that all the time. So I know that the ships are beaming down the word Starseed because that's the one word we all agreed upon to find one another on the planet because technology was going to be up and running so that we could. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. I didn't know that. Um, I've also seen how, of course, astrology is just booming, and it's, all these people interested in astrology that previously weren't, and I know that those mostly are millennials and people born 1980 and later, um, who are bringing down this interest and spreading it like never before. And it's been really exciting as an astrologer to see people interested and to want to learn and understand because it gives them so much more than anything else can. And the one thing that I'm noticing about these 25, 26, 27-degree planets Seem, I'm looking at things that happen, events that take place, life-changing events, and there's yeah. really a strong galactic tracking that I'm hoping that other people are out there doing, finding that throughout history, it isn't just recently. I mean, you can go back two to 300 years and start tracking some of the major events on the planet, and they have those degrees, 25, 26, or 27 degrees of that sign when it took place. Oh, that's fascinating. I love all these connections that you make. They're so validating and informative. And that that lines up, of course. That would make absolute sense. And then the people who are born at those to- at that time or who have that same energy signature feel it and, and feel that activation right. in their own energy. Yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty exciting time to be in astrology right now. Have you ever gone to one of those big um, conferences that they have every five years, the big the big astrology conference. I, I don't remember the name of it now. It's where oh, it's yeah. the biggest UAC. one they have. Um, yeah, UAC, have United Astrology Conference. I have not. I hope to go to the next one, um, the one that just happened. I, I had an infant. But I hope to go, and I have been to other astrology conferences. I think they're great. I think it's wonderful to go and connect with people who speak the same language, uh, who understand you know, how we think and how we look at information. And then you also will hear a lot of different opinions and perspectives, and that also can be really educational. Um, people have very strong opinions about certain things that you, you took for granted, such as like house systems or rulerships and various other things. So it's, it's always enlightening at the astrology conference. The last one I went to was well, many years ago, but I remembered uh-huh. um, at night I'd go in and lay on my bed and look at the ceiling and go, oh, wow, this is much bigger than I thought. <laughs> I remember thinking yeah. that every night, going, oh, wow, I am so fried right now, but it's a good fry. <laughs> you know what I'm fry. saying? Yeah, I felt, it felt like home to me and – I loved all the conversations and, you know, things you can talk about. And um, at this conference, they everyone on your badge, you wear what your sun sign is, your rising sign, and your moon sign. So you got to, you know, kind of look at people's badges and see where you might sync up or see if you had something similar. And it's just cool. It's it's a great experience. Anyone who wants to learn astrology, definitely go because you'll always learn. You'll, there's so many topics out there these days, too. You know, Robert Han and I were born the same day, same year, but like four hours wow. apart. 
So when I went uh-huh. to the conference, I got to meet him. And because reading Planets in Transit, it, it's like reading. It was so easy for me to read his work because we were born the same day, same year. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And you're both master astrologers. How cool that you were able to meet him, too. Yeah, that was cool. So tell us more about yourself and what you plan on doing with Star Seeds in the future. Do you have any plans for big plans of maybe building a retreat or doing something out of the country? Or how expansive yes. are you in your thinking? Yes, um, all of that is where I hope to go and venture as um, we move into the next decade especially to have and host gatherings um, that will feel like family gatherings, soul family, that will feel like retreats, that will feel like we're just getting um, basically surges of energy from each other because we understand what, what is happening at a cosmic level. I feel like Part of me is waiting for some of the guidance to come through. I've received some guidance about doing an event in 2020, so I'm working on that right now because that is just next year. But after that, I would love to do more international events because I think it's really important to travel around the planet. As you know, Lavendar, as you've hosted too, that we have to go to these places and experience their energy and experience what they offer. And I would love to do that um, because I think that's it. People need that. I feel like, you know, everyone's online these days and we're all doing things through the computer, but we need each other in person. We need to see each other's eyeballs. You know, we need to have these connections with people that are our soul family. And and that is so valuable these days because you can be in many different environments and not feel a connection to anybody. So I think that it's good to know that there's other people out there who get you and who understand the mission and what they're here to do. And I'm... I, I am all about that. So it'll be coming in the next few years, definitely, because we need each other, I think, more than ever. You know, I am finding that the physical body, since 2012, it was like I look at 2012, it's not so much about the Mayan calendar as it was the waking up of star seeds. And it's like persecution yeah. got erased. People started waking up, stepping into their power. But then another thing started happening, and that was they – they started beeping. I call it beeping because I don't know what else to call it. It's like their physical bodies will respond to other beeps that are around them. Or like you grab the car keys and you'll get in the car and you'll drive to a store and yeah. you'll go in and go, okay, what did I come here for? And you're just standing there. And then all of a sudden, you know, you'll see someone or you'll talk to someone or maybe you're just there to clean up the store. I mean, the body has a mind of its own with these star seeds. They get up and just go do things. They plant crystals. They walk in and out of shopping malls. Don't even. Some people go to the airports and just sit there for long hours because spirit told them to do that. Are you hearing anything like that? That's amazing. I'm not hearing as, stories like that as much, um, but I love to hear the stories like that. I think they're fascinating and that – it's an energy, like, because what I'm seeing, even that there's something that's needed at that place or at that time, and they're serving, they're in service somehow to trust that that's what they need to do. That's that's really cool, though. I mean, as long as they, you know, feel that it's what they need to be doing. Yeah. That's fascinating. Well, that's what I'm, I'm Can I? I've been tracking this now for a couple of years. I'm going, wow. Yeah. I had no idea that the physical body can kind of override you know, your your good sense <laughs> at times. Yeah. It makes yeah, you do stuff. Right? You go, Why am I doing this? Yeah. Mhm. Can I ask you a question about Atlantis energies right now? Okay. Are they I feel like there's things that are really strong that are shifting because of 
something that's being activated with the Atlantis codes and and what's happening now. And well, I don't know if you've done a show on this recently, but I feel this. Yes. Well, you know, back back in nineteen, let me think, February. I think it was the sixteenth, February sixteenth, nineteen eighty, was when we had um, a huge eclipse that opened. It was twenty six Aquarius, and and twenty six Aquarius. That's where I start tracking the Atlantean vibrations, and of course, the opposite uh-huh. of that is twenty six Leo. So on August twentieth of nineteen eighty seven. The um, that harmonic convergence energy was at 26 Leo, which kind of right. opened up the leadership for technology that was coming in February 16th of 1980. So that's when I started tracking the Atlantean frequency. So, so the 25, 26, and 27 degrees of Aquarius or Leo, those are the tracking marks. When I start tracking Atlantean information, that's where that's where I start from. Okay, okay. And I'm noticing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, why did we name in Georgia Atlanta, Georgia? And then how come all 500 uh, big companies came there and put their technology to work? It's like Mm -hmm. we have little pockets of mad scientists (laughs) in some of these places, and and we have all the. all the energies pointing to, are we going to do this again? Or never again Atlantis. But then at the same yep. time, we want technologies that are going to be safe and help us live longer and give us a quality of life. And then at the same time, we've got to be very careful about what we bring in, like cell phone, cell phone towers. And, of course, this 5G just makes me totally nuts. So it's yes. like, who, who, who's who's driving this this, this um uh, this car on, on all these things right now. Who has a handle mm-hmm. on how much can we can we go forward and yet not lose ourselves? Right. Yes, and that's so big right now um, where the technology can go too far, and in fact it already has some ways, and I'm hoping that some of the Capricorn energies um, are going to reveal what is out of integrity, of course, but also what needs to be completed, what is over, what is not in alignment with what humanity needs. And I feel, too, like there are many starseeds who are so affected by their phones, by their devices, um, even just carrying them around. I, I feel like it's so important for us to get away. Well, that's where the mind control gets them. Mind uh-huh. control gets them through their cell phones. I firmly believe that the harp energy goes to these Air Force bases, the Air Force bases transfers them to the cell phone towers, cell phone towers to the to the people in their cell phones, and then they've got them. That's how I've been mm-hmm. tracking it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's like okay. we've got to get really awake about the technologies that are trying to make our lives better, but at the same time keep us in bondage to something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard to verify some of this. And then there's also nanotechnology and there's other things with, you know, smart TVs, smartphones, and then they came, off it goes. Like, the other day they came to my house and said, we're going to put a smart meter on, on your house. I said, oh, no, you're not. They said, then we'll just cut off your electricity. I had no choice. So I had to oh get goodness. a filter to put on it, of which I advise everyone to to, to research um, that 
problem and and fix it. You can fix it for you know under a hundred dollars, getting something to put over it, and it'll it'll protect you ninety eight percent. That the smart meters. A filter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know because that's not okay. <laughs> it's just a vi- right. it's a violation. It's a violation. Yes. Um, and so I feel like this is also why there's so many starseeds needing to, to they'll know what their mission is or what their cause is or what they need to do because they're going to help the planet take the necessary turns to stay in humanity's best interest. It's like this, I see it as like, we don't want to go as, as you, we don't want to go back at all. We don't want to even go sideways and we need to kind of steer the planet. It's like steering the ship in the highest and best uh, direction and it just it feels like people are needed, and they're feeling this call, and, and they're feeling it really deeply, too, really deeply. The other thing that I'm finding doing charts uh, with galactic astrology like I use it is I try to ask people, what has your name on it? If your name's not on it, then don't do it. Just because mm-hmm. your friends are doing it or just because you're curious, I'm finding that we lose I... a lot of our people just through curiosity. They just go right over the cliff with curiosity. So it's like find out what has your name on it because once you find out what has your name on it, then it's like it's like riding a bicycle. You never forget your masterships from other lifetimes if you know how to yes. tap into that. Yeah, yeah. And there's more opportunities than ever before to get out there, to connect with people who want this information. Um, and I feel like everyone's a part of this matrix activation of where – they are needed and and where they're located physically or where they need to be located physically. And um, I've talked to some people who are like, I know I have to move or I know I need to go somewhere else. And and they're right. You know, their astral cartography will show that they have uh, support in different uh, countries or a different city. So um, it's fascinating how astrology can give you so much clarity around what, where you're needed or what's needed and, and that it, it just clicks. I find that too with a lot of people. They're like, "Yes, this is what I was needing. This is what I was wanting." So, um, I'm excited that more people are into astrology than ever before. How much do you use astrocartography? Do you use it quite a bit? I use it um, if people are asking about, you know, a trip or moving. So, I reference it as needed, and I help people with some clarity around that and I'd say maybe twice a week. I mean, not not that often, I guess, compared to other sessions. So not not too much. Do you do you yeah, use it I, very much? I got to know Jim Lewis um back in the seventies when he put this together and I jumped right in uh-huh. right away. And one of the things that I found out was if you find the Pluto line in your chart, like a Pluto moon and if it goes yeah. through, you know, several countries I always say those are pl- those those people are still looking for you. <laughs> it's oh. like very emotionally karmic where you where you've made a, a den in a past life. Another one mm-hmm. that I look at is Jupiter Midheaven. I think that's the lucky spot, and I kind of yes. proved it myself when I moved to the island of Aruba. I found my Jupiter Midheaven line, and I went there, and of course that's exactly what it was for me. It was just most incredible experience for nine years living on the island of Aruba. So, yeah, I, pu- I put a lot of of, of uh, credence with astrocartography. I don't really use it that much with my clients because it, mm-hmm. because I no longer can get the uh, the maps drawn the way he drew them. There's another company that's taken over. So, 
yeah, but I was just curious if if you did uh, track it or use it at all. I did a. I actually had a client today, and she needs to go to India because that's where her midheaven and her Jupiter lines are. And it was one of the countries she mentioned traveling to. And so I said, there's there's going to be great things waiting for you there. Um, but it it'll show you where you know also where where things are just going to open up for you and unfold and great things. So it's a, it's a really good tool. And I think that people can find more about astrocartography on astro.com um that is a good place to check it out too if they're interested okay i haven't looked into the new places that are doing it i just you know i'm mm-hmm. one of those old school people <laughs> i just yeah. love my old <laughs> yeah. school stuff so well tell us more of things that we need to know about your work in star seeds well, I'm so always so excited to connect with Starseeds and to see in their charts or to see in their life um, how they're stepping into their own energy and their own sense of self and how it changes their life in a way that is beyond anything that they can even describe. And I feel like there's so many Starseeds now who are aware that they're here for something bigger, that they're here for the planet, that they... People will ask me, well, where am I from, you know, and and I'll just intuit if they're Pleiadian, if they're Arcturian, um, wherever else it's coming through. And they just, they always are like, I was just reading a book about that or I was just looking into that. And they need the validation. Yeah, I find that. Yeah, I'm finding that a lot. For some reason, it's really important to know where they come from. It's like, it's a... It's just ingrained in them. Everyone asks me that. That's the number one question. Where do I come from and why am I here? Yeah, it all comes and together. And do you, do you um, have a majority that are from the uh, that are Pleiadian or, or that are from certain places, or do you have a breakdown of what you see with starseeds? Well, at first, it, it seemed that more Pleiadians were showing up when we first started back in 2010 or 2011. But then, after 2012, it opened the galactic gates of everything, from Cirrus to Vega to Arcturus to uh, places I've never heard of before. <laughs> it's Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, just a, a and, and I'm finding a lot of beings that have mixed bloodlines or they have they have been different uh beings on different planets and they evolve from one planet to another i found that too but all this happened yes. after 2012 i didn't see much of this yes. until 2012 somebody opened the floodgates of all this in 2012 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's so fascinating because um i've even seen some things online about people saying i'm this this and this you know that they're the the mixture of different energies from different planets, and I was really amazed that it was out there on social media, and I was excited. I'm like, wow, these are conversations that people are having. This is something that's being shared and discussed, and um, it's helping people just kind of understand their own lineage and, and then maybe what they're here to do and how they're here to help the planet. So that it's it's pretty amazing how things have progressed, and I'm – I'm, I mean, this next decade is going to be really something, too, with even more people wakening up. I'm wondering what the um, 2020 gateways will be um, and with the Pluto uh, 
excuse me, the Pluto-Saturn alignment in Capricorn um, and what that is going to not only break down and, and kill, so to speak, to destruct, but then there's going to be something else that bursts, some even more energy that comes through is what I'm feeling too um, in the next decade. Well, don't you, you think that when Jupiter was in Scorpio, it, it dug deep and got all the secrets and the lies and the misuse of sex and power and all of that, and now when Jupiter's in Sag, it brings it to the to the top of 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 uh, being cleared out and for everybody to see it. It's like the emperor has no clothes now. Okay, it's like everybody gets to see what happened after Jupiter went through for a year in Scorpio. Mhm. Yeah, and that activated so many things, of course, with the Me Too movement and all the secrets and what people were holding, even the shame, the energy of shame um, that's related to Scorpio and, and that coming out and being purged. Um, I feel like there's more. Um, I feel like there's more that's going to come out, actually, just with Saturn conjunct Pluto because yeah. of how Pluto and Capricorn is going to bring real, real big things out. So. Yeah, and that we doesn't definitely happen have the ball but once rolling. every 28, you know, years. That combination, mm-hmm. Saturn comes around and does that every 28 years. So when we look back 28 years ago, I can't remember now what year that would be, but maybe that would give us some indication of what's going to pop, crackle, and, and snap too. You know, right? Something's yeah, about and, to snap. I can feel. Mm-hmm. I can feel almost a um, a quiver in, in in the nervous system of the planet right now a quiver something something's happening deep in in the core you know Mm -hmm. like from the north to the south pole and the grid and 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 then of course we have these crazy wi-fi things on top (laughs) so there's no telling why i'm feeling the quiver (laughs) right (laughs) right right yeah it is a time when the planet is feeling so much absorbing so much and still I feel like it's still caring for itself at some level too, um, to to move through the seasons, to move through the cycles. Um, we see the weather patterns changing. We see, you know, the the winters are more intense and the summers are more intense. So it's showing up. You know, the planet is feeling it and moving and and shifting. And we're we're responsible as well. And that's what's needed too. And I think that's what a lot of star seeds are trying to solve as well. Is the planet. Um, what the planet needs right now from us to to take care of it, and that's so vital right now. Don't you think as, the as women the are standing river. up a lot more than they were two or three years ago? I mean, there's a whole movement. It isn't just about Me Too, but I think that the women are getting more conscious of, of everything. And Look, we put 100 women in the House of Representatives this last election. That ought to be saying something. And how about Iceland? You know, the women threw all the men out of the offices in Iceland. Every government position is a woman. Every banker oh, wow. is a woman. Wow. <laughs> In fact, I'd like to do the chart of the – when they did a new charter for their country, I would love to see that chart. Oh, yes. Yeah. I didn't know that about Iceland. That's fascinating. Well, I think that there's a lot more raising the hand and saying, I'm going to do this. I can do this um, for women, and it's wonderful to see this change in the United States and it's it's vital it's it's needed it's beyond you know time for it and I hope that it just snowballs you know that there's even more areas where this shows up and it's 
it's exciting. You know, it's exciting that people are motivated to really step into these new roles. Right. Well, I'm looking at the time, so I'd like to pass you over to my co-host, Arielle, at this at this yes. time. She has the switchboard, and there may be some people that want to call in and make a comment or ask a question. Can you stay with us a little bit longer to talk to some people? Yes, I can, and thank you so much for talking, Lavendar. It was so good to, to speak with you. Thank you so much for everything you shared. Uh, thank you for all the people that you're sending our way. We that we really do appreciate it, and I do hope that you can join our, our Starseed Quest in May. I really hope thank that you can make that. Do yes, everything you can to too. see if you can come and be with us, because it's going to be really a, a super-duper Starseed Quest in May. It's going to be Pleiadian lineup, wait. and we're going to have uh-huh. a lot of of uh, higher yeah. beings that are going to be uh, making themselves known. So I hope that you join us at that time. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm doing everything I can to get there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Back to you, Ariel. Okay. Okay. Well, Molly, I just I love the way you put things in perspective. And, um, I mean, astrologically, I mean, I've listened to your show and uh, – and you make things so easy to understand. So I really appreciate that because, you know, if you're going to be a teacher, you have to be understood. So, yeah, and the, and the way you speak, it just, you make things so clear. So we really appreciate that. Um, and I wanted to uh, ask you about the um, um, the fact that there are no planets retrograde. Yeah. That just... Um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. No, it and, doesn't, and, so, and it's go time. <laughs> yeah, what, what would, um, how would you tell people to make the best of, the most of this? Because it is kind of a a, a rare thing. It is. It's a rare window, of, a rare period of time where that basically the wind is at your back. You're meant to take steps forward in your life, in, in this next phase, in what has meaning to you now. You know, leave everything else behind. Leave last year behind. Leave everything else that you've been through behind because this forward energy is supportive in what is truly you. Uh, it means that your your chart is feeling this force, if you will, and it's it's the planet signaling that you're supported, that the steps are going to show up, that things are going to come together um, as you take those steps. So I feel it as this uh, cosmic green light. And if we can make the most of it right now, you know, initiating things, starting projects, finishing up projects, going back to what you didn't get to during a retrograde, it's, it's, we talk about, divine timing well this could be that divine timing to take action so it's it can be quite auspicious uh, when all planets are direct so and you can feel it too even in your body like you can feel like i i in your nervous system you can feel it in your mind you can feel the pulsing of energies coming through as well it can be harder to sleep if you can't turn off your mind so i think that um I guess it's kind of like two thumbs up, you know, do what you need to do right now because there's a lot here that's supporting the next steps. Well, that's, that's excellent, excellent advice. Um, and we actually have a caller that's uh, ready to go. So um, before we pick up on that call, I just want to uh, tell the audience, if you're already on the switchboard, then you just need to press 1 so that we know you would have a question. And if you're listening on the computer, then just pick up the phone and dial 
888-888-8292. And then once you're in, press 1 so that we know that you want to talk to Molly. So um, first caller, I'm not too sure about how to pronounce the name. Um, uh, <laughs> Preet Paul? You could, call me, um, you could call me Paul. Yeah, that was right. But you could call me Paul for simplicity's sake. Okay, Paul. Well, you are on the air with Molly. Go ahead with your question. Okay, so my Hi, question Paul. is, when we shift into the fifth dimension, how is astrology going to be different? Because in the fifth dimension, time, it, it, there is no, no sensation of time. It's just bliss. It's just high vibrations, right? So when you're in that higher dimensional state of the fifth dimension, uh, how is astrology going to be different? Great question. So in the fifth dimension, in 5D, it's much more about the flows of energy and the flows of what feels right and what connects. And the astrology is still supportive and helpful of understanding where you have opportunities, healing, benefits. Uh, But the astrology can even feel smoother where you don't, Uh, try to override it or try to fight it by chance. You just have a sense of, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I am floating with the energies. I am floating with what is um, in effect right now. And I think that the 5D is also a different emotional state. It's a different mental state. It's It's a place of understanding that there's always trust in what's unfolding because you're also connected to uh, universal oneness more regularly. Uh, the 5D is a, is a place that you know, some of us live in regularly, that we feel it daily. We feel like, what am I supposed to do today? And what do I step into or what do I follow? And so um, in a lot of ways, 5D is here because it's an energetic vibration. And then you understand how you are in alignment with all the other cosmic energies. And, and it can just give you this sense of um, peace as well. So the astrology is still really beneficial when you're living in that 5D energies, um, but then you have a, a deeper knowingness of, of what you're experiencing and a deeper and higher consciousness too, a higher consciousness as well. Okay. Does that help? Does that answer? Yeah, that helps. Yeah, that okay. answers my question. Okay. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you. Okay, great. I appreciate it, Paul. Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. I love um, these questions because there's great, there's great things that you, I wouldn't normally think of. <laughs> and so they're wonderful. Well, yeah. That, I mean, it was a, a very good question. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But even though, you know, in, in 5D there is no, you know, there's no linear time like we have here, but a frequency is a frequency. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, and that doesn't change. And even as Lavendar was saying at the beginning of the show, <clears throat> when she's tracking uh, world events, and, and believe me, you know, the ETs have a hand in, in a lot of things that go on here, uh, and they are bound by frequency, um, the same frequencies as we are. So yeah. when the sun's at galactic degree, it's the same for, you know, it's the same degree for us as it is for them how we interpret it, how we use it, um, how we make the most of it, that might be different. <clears throat> but right. I don't right. – um, and you're right. I mean, a lot of people are already living in 5D. When You know, when mm-hmm. you don't buy into the denseness and you don't um, – um, you're out of the 
out of the judgment and the and the you know the competition yep. that's that's the that's the doorway i think for 5D yeah, yeah. it is cuz you're leaving behind the 3D structures the 3D constructs of what it looks like um to live life based on even the ego based on some limited definitions cuz moving into 5D is much more expansive it's basically a higher consciousness. It's a higher state of understanding yourself. Um, there's also a, a personal consciousness um, that changes where you take greater control and power over all aspects of your energy, and that greatly changes your life too. Right, and and um, stepping out of the the, the illusion of, of victimization. Um, right. You know, and stepping out of illusion, period, um, and and coming to a more uh, authentic perspective of what's going on in the world and and what is your part in it. Uh, it's it's yes. it seems to flow, as you said. It just the five D energy just just flows. You know, like yes. getting all the lights green and and everything is just fine. But the minute you start, you know. Uh, uh, Slipping, you know, someone takes your parking spot and you and you start cussing them out, then you slam back into 3D. But you can always, you know, it's like, uh-oh, <clears throat> let's let's get back up, you know, where I was before that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep, yep, because we're still so, human. Yeah, you always so you still yeah. go there, still get triggered. But then I feel like there's more tools to work with um, where you understand, okay, well, I'm just, I got triggered. I need to work on that. I'll be more mindful of that. I'll, I'll change that next time. And then you, you shift something within yourself because in 5D there's the understanding that I'm in control of all aspects of my energy. And so that's a place of empowerment. There's, there's a deeper empowerment there. Oh, absolutely. And also, I mean, it, when you're in the 5D energy, you can manifest almost instantly. Yes. You think, oh, I think I'd like to have this or see this or do this. And before you know it, I mean, days, sometimes even minutes, you know, it's, it shows up. So there's, right. there's, um, right. it's, it's less, what is, what is the word, um, um, not friction, but uh, things just are unimpeded by that, right. by those third dimensional constructs that, that mm-hmm. people are, they're they're programmed. I mean, since birth, right? That's you yep. know. And the thing is, is starseeds all knew before we came. We knew that it was you know going to be tough and dangerous because the three D really isn't for sissies. But um, <laughs> but then you get you, you you kind of you go to school, and before you know it, you're in you know peer pressure, and the teachers are telling you things that that you don't need or aren't true. Um, and then at some point that starseed um, program will will kick in yeah. and you start saying, you know, that doesn't seem right to me. That doesn't sound like you know like truth. And and you you mm-hmm. do your, your consciousness starts to rise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We we move off of autopilot and we go into what we know inside, what we're drawn to, which we can trust more of our own messages. Uh, we see more synchronicities. We get more messages. Um, it can be really clear, you know, even when you wake up in the morning, like, oh, I had this dream, and it means this, and you just trust it because you're aware that, you know, you start being connected to your galactic team, 
I just I feel like there's so many ways it shows up for for people, and it's pretty cool too. Um, all the different ways, all the different ways that people uh, notice their starseed abilities. Yeah, it, it, um, it it's it's a, it's like almost like a, a a rebirthing into who you were before you got um, contaminated by the third dimension. Right, right, yes, and I feel like it's necessary to go through the third dimension. You know, you have to walk through this. We have to understand it because that's how we can be of greater service because we understand what it feels like. We understand what people are going through. We understand all of it because we've all been there. But it's like the hallway that you keep walking by, although it's never a straight hallway. <laughs> it's all the <laughs> twists and turns and zigzags and ups and downs. Um, but But that's how we can be better at relating to people who are also ready to transform and to step into more of their true selves is because we've been there we've done that a lot of people right will do the the corporate job i worked in a corporate job and then i stepped into my mission work so then you know how to work with people um who are still in that 3d energy even better well yeah yeah well i mean you cannot uh transmute a situation um from somewhere else you have to be in it to transmute it so um you kind of have to roll up your sleeves and Sometimes get your hands a little dirty and then and then help to lead people <clears throat> away from that. Yes, yes, yes. So it's quite. So, um, little, I want to ask you uh, something entirely different um, about your yeah. um, your books. I have um, a, a kind of a, a collage that you sent with with all the book covers on it, and there is one that uh, kind of caught my eye, and it's called. Uh, digital detox yeah what is that about yeah so that's about taking time off of being online <laughs> and being able to step back from our devices and step back from where we um you know go through our routines and and we we do a lot online but it's not like a cold turkey detox is understand that you limit your time online and you return to your creativity you return to your body you return to nature, you return to um, life that's more alive, more vivid, um, and it kind of just gives yourself, you know, a few days to do that so that it's intentional. I've actually um, shared that book with people during Mercury retrogrades um, when you want to do a reset, when you want to step away from some things that no longer support your, even your mental self, your mental energy. So that book was fun to write it's it's a it's not a long book but it just gives you ideas of how to not be around devices or online so much no it's 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 a very important point um because it's it's so uh, um pervasive it it's everywhere um and the i mean the the cell phones and cell towers even if you get away from your computer you know, if you live in a city, you're still swimming in in that, you know, the, you don't call it digital soup, but it's electromagnetic. And uh, right. it's very bad for starseeds. I mean, can I go derail to ac- them. And, say that again? I go, to acupuncture, I go to acupuncture almost every week. I try to. And I have them release the tension in my neck because it's called tech neck 
where we look at our phones all the time or we're looking down. It's called tech neck. So it helps with the alignment, but I feel like it also helps with um, activating the blood and getting the, the fresh oxygen in the blood, getting things moving because of how much we can sit during the day and how much our bodies need that fresh air and, and the exercise and stuff that we can put off because we get so busy. And then I think about how we need that return to our body's pure essence. And, and as you said, we need to step away from all these electromagnetics that are everywhere. And I, I look at the 5G situation where they're supposedly launching all these satellites, and it just it's kind of like, what do we do? And I really hope that there's a star seed or many star seeds who, under, who have a solution for 5G or who know what to do um, to change 5G around, because I think that's where the planet's going to need a lot of help going forward. Absolutely. Um, we had a, a guest, oh gosh, I guess it was this last spring, almost a year ago now, I think, um, but her name is Sarah Aminoff, and she is in California, very active in the, uh-huh. um, um, well, I don't want to use the word fight, but in the opposition, in, in rallying people to oppose 5G because there's, there are more and more people who are electromagnetic uh, sensitives, and it makes yeah. them really sick. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, you, if anybody listening wants to go back, um, I'm 99.9% sure I put her name in the title. So if you look back over the last year's episodes, um, you can find that. And she's got a lot of good um, um, suggestions and things that, that you can do. And, uh, but she's been very active in... Um, you know, politically getting support oh, to to stop that that 5G, and I think more people are are um, are stepping up and voicing their opposition. Uh, but it's, oh, I'm going to listen to that show. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because we need more activism and information out there to to stop it. It's it's just going to be way too destructive, and then where it goes from there, with what it create, what it can create, with all this intrusive energies, it just it, it it's not good in so many ways, so many ways. Um, <laughs> I, I had uh, I had something happen just yesterday that just really shook me. I was driving home, following a school bus, and um, it was probably you know under. Eighth grade, you know, what is that, you know, 12 yeah. or less. And every kid, I'm watching them get off, every one of them has got a cell phone in their hands. And and I was like, oh, yeah. this is this is probably the biggest threat to Starseed success because the parents are giving their phones to these kids and they don't, they've been, they've been lied to about the dangers. You know, those children under 16 right. are 400% more likely to get brain cancer from cell phones. And it's, <clears throat> it's, it just, I mean, I, I started to cry. It's like, please, you know, mm-hmm. save our kids, save our kids. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, um, and I had, I mean, I had the thought, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, uh, parents would never think, of handing their kid a cigarette or a bottle of whiskey. But truth be known, right. that would be less harmful than handing them a cell phone. Right. It's like, oh, but all the other kids have one. 
It's like, yeah, well, if all the other kids are drinking and smoking, um, you're not going to let your kid do that anyway. But mm-hmm. it just, it just, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, it gets my, it gets my double Aries really wound up. Um, yeah, yeah. When I see, you know, you know, when I see the, um, the, the hope of our future being, right. um, you know, just out of ignorance. I mean, and and I, I would hope that the starseed parents are much more savvy about that. But uh, God, it just it just breaks my heart. And they can't even test yet the effects of of all the devices on kids. Um, you know, in terms of like long term testing, like you can guess what what's affecting them now, but it will be years from now that we'll say, oh, it's because of your cell phone and tablet and device usage in your teens that your body took in all this energy and now this is the effects, you know, 10 years later. It's like there's no um, clear information out there that I think people are paying attention to about these effects of of all these devices everywhere. Right. Well, the wireless industry um, has unlimited resources to just squash the truth and replace it with, um, you know, unclear, inconclusive, blah, blah, blah. Well, on our website um, in the health section, um, I've, I've found uh, pictures of, like, medical scans. You know, this is your brain. This is your brain after 10 minutes on a cell phone. And when you see the visual, it's like, oh, my God. And and then, you know, for a child, it's even it's 400% worse because their skulls mm-hmm. aren't thick enough yet. They're not fully right, thick until right. they're 16 years old. So they have even less protection than an adult. So mm-hmm. it's so vitally important if you're a star seed, your kids are star seeds. Yeah. And if they've got cell phones, true. Um, you got to take a stand, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, give give them a beer, and take the cell phone <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I mean, it would be healthier. It would be yeah. healthier. Yeah. And, and it, uh, yeah. So, um, let's take care of our star seed kids. Keep them healthy, and and I think, you know, kids today are so much more savvy um, than than you know when than I was growing up. You know, it was it was just kind of blissful. But these kids today, I mean, they they're very much higher consciousness than than most of us were at that age. And I think Mm -hmm. that you can sit them down Mm -hmm. and tell them, you know, this is the truth. Now, you know, you make your choice. Mhm. Mhm. You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully yeah, they'll they'll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, let's talk about some more astrology, and uh, let me remind the audience once once more: if you have a question and you're already on the switchboard, just press one, and uh, we'll get you on the air with Molly. And if you're listening on the computer, then just dial nine one seven eight eight nine eight two nine two, and then press one once you're in. So. Um, I want to talk about the the outer planets and um, how you see, you know, their transits affecting people. Um, Like, would you say that there is a, a, like right now, the north and south nodes are at galactic degree um, in Capricorn and Cancer. So um, you want to talk about that, please? Yes, I I think it's a great time of, of releasing some, 
of what we thought was important um, with that south node in Capricorn, releasing what no longer supports the, I see it as like the energy structures of our lives. And this can be the realization that I'm not happy in my job, I'm not happy at my work, I'm not satisfied, this isn't even what I want, this isn't who I am. And then the other side of that is the uh, Cancer North Node and at 26 degrees is is showing you the way home. And the way home is is the home of where you came from. I found that many, that's why also many people are wondering, well, where am I from um, in the cosmos? Because that's my home. So there's this sense of you could even feel a vibration of home. Um, you could see through different messages, synchronicities, uh, even, you know, songs, shows, reminders of what your home feels like, a reminder of what it means to be safe in your human skin, to feel connected, and to also be trusting your emotional beacon, to be trusting what feels right, what feels true for you. And that's, I think, what we're supposed to be doing right now, Ariel, is like understanding that we aren't just this, you know, humanness, we're so much more. And if you can trust what feels right and trust that energy, it will it will help set you on the right path. What are you thinking about these galactic degrees right now? Well, that I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, of course, you know, I was I was trained astrologically by Lavendar, so I, I look at everything in in starseed terms. But yes. uh, the galactic degree in Capricorn has um is the mark of the crystal grid. So for me that's <clears throat> that's the earth, the health of the earth, the balance of the earth and our duties mm. and responsibilities to the earth. And then the galactic degree in Cancer, um you know, home, family and 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 that but it's, I also see that as the divine feminine. Yes, yes. So, you know, um as and as Lavendar said, you know, we had uh, like a hundred women um, elected, and mm-hmm. and and that's not just I mean in the United States. There's you know there's women all over the world who are stepping up, and um, but it's not about women taking over. It's about women no. finding balance with their masculine side. It's about men finding balance with their feminine side, um, and and that ultimately expands you know the the heart coming from the heart and the and those feminine energies which will lead us yes. to um peace in the world yes yes and at the same Absolutely. time um um we track um athena or pallas uh we call her athena at galactic yeah. degree in libra and there is the great balancing beam for for the goddess for the divine feminine for the um uh, you know tying in with that galactic degree yeah. um, of the North Node. So, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you think? <laughs> of course, this this won't be um, lasting for too long, but I just I just uh, opened up the, the current chart, like for where I am in Atlanta. And, uh, yeah, Jupiter conjunct Venus, um, that's, that's a really, in, in Sagittarius, that's a, a really liberating um, up spiral kind yes. of combination, I think. Yes, it is. And how those two planets were trining 
Mars and Aries, and then trining the moon in Leo, creating a grand trine in fire, which brings in a lot of energy and and the ability to go for it. Um, there's like this download coming through um, that helps us move into this year, and 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 I just feel like it's like a warming, like a, like a heartwarming energy, like a confidence, a sense of I can do this, this is possible, I can go for it. Um, so I think we're living in a really lovely period of energy right now where there's opportunities, there's expansion, there's good things that are coming together and that it does require us to step into it, but there, that the abundance and manifestations will show up too, will show up quickly perhaps. Right. Well, you know, the um, manifestation is, like I said before, it's it's happening really, really fast. And yes. you know, you you see something as if it's already happened. And as Lavender says, you spin and walk away. You know, if you plant a seed, you don't go out and dig it up to see if it's got roots yet. You just leave it alone mm-hmm. and know that you did a good job. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. and then right. boom, the turnaround time is just getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So, mm-hmm. and, and what do you think about um, you know, Uranus at, at critical degree in Aries? I mean, it's, it's coming up on 29 degrees. Yeah, yeah. I think this has been really important for everyone to be in alignment uh, with their true self-identity, with the parts of themselves that return them to confidence, return them to their ability to be their own leader, um, to detach from other people and what other people might think or what they might say, but to return to this is what I know for me and to trust that um, because that is necessary for this next phase of the journey, this next phase of what the planet's going through as well, that uh, the Uranus can help us work with our root chakra energy. It can help break us out of our fears or where we're holding ourselves back or where we don't think we can do something. And I find that since Uranus entered Aries, um, I guess it was 2011, there's been a, that's part of the spiritual awakening. And, and that's what Uranus does is it awakens people to even more of who they are so I think as it finishes up here in Aries and moves back into Taurus in March, um, we're gonna people are gonna have some more liberations and some more understandings, and it'll be it'll be like truer. I, I feel like there's gonna be something uh, truer about who you are and, and who you know yourself to be. Uh, what do you think? I'd love to hear what your thoughts well, on. Well, um, I mean, I, I look at Uranus as the great liberator. And yeah. and certainly, you know, and Aries, um, with that fire, um, I, I see it it's approaching um, situations where people have given away their power and uh-huh. um, they've been tolerating something, they've been living under someone's thumb, um, they've been, you know, in a straitjacket in some way. And, and I, I yeah. see it as a snap, a snap, I'm not going to take this anymore, I'm done, boom. And, and almost like a, just a... A, a quick explosion, and then you know, and you get propelled out of that, that, um, that oppression. So yeah, oh, but I love being, that. You know, being in Aries though, um, you, you've got to have a, a a little bit of you know. Well, don't just jump off. 
you've got to have a plan, you know, because Aries will yes. sometimes, yeah, just, just, it's like, all right, I'm out of here, and then just walk right straight into something worse. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to have your your vision, you have to have your 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 consciousness, your discernment, um, because if you're, if you're going to snap, um, <laughs> um, you don't want to be like the like the. Uh, I'm thinking like you know when when you pull on a, a shotgun and and it kicks you and you knocks you on your butt, uh, you might want to think about right. when you're going to pull the trigger, so that you yeah, don't get knocked yeah. on your butt. <laughs> Right, right. You can't be too impulsive or too impatient. Well, um, I'm an Aries, and when Uranus went over my son back in 2012 is when a lot of things changed for me, but I also um, let go of some of more of the the 3D stuff and um, the some other jobs I was doing, and I was really – there was even more that that opened up to me that I had to do it. I had to do it, but I had money saved. I had a I had a plan for a little bit. So um, there is that sense of I got to be done with this. I can't be this fake version of myself anymore. Right, right. So, um, what degree is your son? Seven degrees. Okay. Well, your birthday is really wow. close to mine. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because cool. mine's nine. Yeah, so oh, that's uh Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you So we've been through it. Yeah, Uranus was going over my sun sign and then backing up and going over me again. Um uh and then it uh, then it was conjunct my ascendant and then it was uh, conjunct my Venus. And when it got conjunct Venus, that's when, you know, things really um started growing, expanding. Um but that, you know, those first couple of years uh you know, it's just when you know things just come out of the blue, and it's like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, but now, Taurus will be getting this, and you know, it's interesting how because of being the fixed sign that doesn't want anything to change, um, it can be really destabilizing um, for Sun in Taurus or any planets or points in Taurus to have this Uranus energy coming through here for the. I think it's going to be the next seven years um, of really, like, basically, you know, kind of tearing up the foundations of the earth. Right, right. But it's also going to challenge um, the illusions and, you know, the the the, the status quo. And yeah. the status quo is not something to aspire to. <laughs> it's something no. to get away from. <laughs> so, um, so Uranus, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, uh, when it goes into Taurus, especially people that that are more materialistic, um, you know, it it's going to present situations where they have to take another look at what's important. Um, right. And and certainly, yeah. um, on another aspect, I mean, if it's um, kind of easy come, easy go with money, where people can, and you know, because I, I think of, I, financial that's when I think of too. Uranus and Taurus, I think of easy come, easy go. You know, money shows up out yeah. of nowhere, and then you blow it. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On something wonderful and delicious, then. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yes. Um, and I think so, that the financial energies are going to be changing. Like we're going to have a, a global shift in what's um, valuable and in, in what's meaningful and how we use money. Um, even, you know, the, the stock market and financial markets will will be 
through a roller coaster too. All right. Well, th- things that have to change, the more you are clinging to them, the more disruptive, you know, it will be to get through this. But the thing with right. Uranian energy, if you can stay flexible and just and go with the flow, um, it'll be a lot um, smoother. But you know, you think about yeah. you know the person who's you know they're, they're they're clutching the steering wheel and they can't turn the wheel and their and their fingers can't get off the steering wheel. Um, you know, Uranus will come and peel those fingers back for you, and it's always yeah. going to be better. At you know, in the end, you'll be way better off. But depending yeah. on how how tightly you were clinging to something that you didn't want to change, um, it, it may be a little bit more um, difficult to go through. But either way, everyone will come out yeah. better. Right. So, and I always right. tell people there are no bad transits. There are no right. you know things that you know everything. Every transit has an upside, and and it will you know bring you benefit. But you might have to, yes. you know, you might you might have to, you know, eat some vegetables you don't like before you get to right. the dessert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, glad you mentioned that because I've had um, with the rise in astrology's popularity and more people talking and sharing and putting themselves out there as astrologers. Um, I have had some clients come to me and say, well, I had a reading, and an astrologer told me I had a really bad chart, and I had a really bad aspect, and it was really a harsh interpretation. And my response is that, well, a professional astrologer isn't going to tell you that it's bad or, or give you judgment on your chart. They're going to show you what you're here to work with, what you're healing, what you're understanding, what the potentials are. And, you know, keep an eye out for somebody who does say that because that might not be the right person to get these messages from. It can stay in your mind. You can get really hard on yourself. You could think your life is doomed. None of that's true. You need, you know, you need to talk to a professional astrologer who understands uh, how the importance of free will and the, and the bigger picture and that you're a divine being with a cosmic imprint. You know, I, I feel that that's one of the interesting things that's come up in the astrological conversations is that there's a lot of different viewpoints, which is wonderful, but you have to make sure that they're healthy, that they're healthy for the for the person receiving the information. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, I just had a thought, and I don't think I'm going to say it, but... Um, <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I trust that. You know, if, if you... Well, let me say this. In, there's 3D astrology and yes. and there's starseed astrology, which is based on 3D astrology, but some of the interpretations um, are different. But based on the premise that um, the starseed people, I mean the, the starseed beings that came, chose to come and, and, and help through this shift, they are here for a purpose and not so much to work on their stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of star seeds have evolved beyond that, and they're here to to do this mission. So yes, I I base my um, interpretations on the fact that you know you're not here to 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 work out your stuff and your karma and learn your lessons. I mean, there may be some lessons that 
that you're going to pick up. But for the most part, um, star seeds can manifest the higher side of everything if they if they choose right. to do that. Right. You know, right. so and, you know, and, and people's like, oh, oh, my Saturn return is coming up, and and somebody has taught them to be really scared of that. And it's like right. you know, Saturn's the bill collector. And if you've been living in the red and, and doing people wrong and, you know, you know, then, yeah, that Saturn's going to come and spank you. But if you have, <laughs> you know, if you've done your, your you know, you, you've done your work, you did everything um, as, as best as you could and with, you know, your good intentions and all that, you know, if you have not been, it's like have, having a credit card. And you're way, you know, you're maxed out on your limit. Yeah, then Saturn's going to come and demand payment, and then you're going to have yeah. to make up for all that. But right for star seeds, you know, Saturn is also harvest. You know, it's reaping yeah. and sowing. So if you have sown good seeds and you've you've um, been compassionate with people and you show kindness and you don't judge them, then then when Saturn comes in, in an aspect to your chart, it's time for harvest. And and I, I really, um, when I get somebody that's like, oh, my Saturn return's coming up, I say, well, you know, have you been a good person? <laughs> have you been a good girl? Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. And it's like, well, then don't worry about it. So, yeah. you know, Be that, that, I mean, good girl I, 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 always, I always try to focus on the, you know, the highest expression of yes. the planets and the signs. And... And point that out, uh, rather than it's like you know. And if, and if someone happened to have um, something that it's like, well, you know, if you're not careful with this, you could get yourself painted into a corner. And then I tell them how not to, how to avoid that, you know. Right. Um, you know, like real. Right. You, you see somebody with you know moon in Pisces and Pisces rising, you know, they could end up being a, a doormat for people. Because yes. Pisces has to give and give and give and can't take anything for themselves. So, uh, you know, I, I talk about how you can use that to your advantage and not and not have to experience the the lower um, sides of, of any sign, really. Yes, yes. And that everything can work to support your growth, your development, your mission, and I mean, this comes up too with Pluto and the intense Pluto transit. It's it's life changing, you know. It's when it's uh, especially working with a personal planet, um, it it changes something forever. There's no going back, and so it's really your perspective on that. Where can I open up to what's coming next? Can I stay in this place of stepping into a new level of my power, a new version of my power, um, and and really be clear that. This is happening for growth, for evolutionary growth, and and to work with it because um, these Pluto transits they they do they challenge your 3D self, but they don't challenge your 5D self. In fact, they support the star seed energy. They support 5D and beyond um, because that's part of the mission is is to move humanity forward by moving you forward. So Pluto can also be one of these energies that's misinterpreted and yes you you feel it again in the 3d and in certain areas of your life can be more intense but i believe that it's it's all supporting that there's a better version coming um that's being birthed so i I try to give people that perspective too 
Right, right. It's it's if you are aware of how these energies work and how they affect you personally, then you can transcend a lot of the pitfalls when you don't know. It's like, oh, I'm I just feel so depressed. It's been going on for a long time. It's like, well, you've got Saturn conjunct the Sun, and you will feel yeah. kind of isolated and kind of lonely. But it's a great time to get some work done because mm-hmm. you, you would do better, you know, doing your work um, solo and you don't right. have to interact and, and do all that. But it's like, oh, so, you know, so I don't have to go get antidepressants. It's like, no, you don't. You just wait because it's only a transit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it always changes. <laughs> it doesn't, yes, it, it does. won't stay it that does. way Everything forever. Is always, only only mm-hmm. change is permanent. Yes, yes, um, that's right. So uh, just one more thing I want to ask you about and get your hit on that, and uh, yeah. and that is um, Neptune in Pisces. Oh, yes, wow. Well, on the one hand, it's been the opioid crisis in the United States. It's been concerns about the ocean. It's been all the collective energies that are coming up to be seen and be healed and, um, you know, what we have to complete and let go of. I, I feel like it's something that... Um, is opening so many people up to to more of their spiritual gifts and intuition and reminding us that this is not the only reality there is. There's other places, there's other realities, there's other um, ways of understanding energies that might feel more comfortable even and, and more mm-hmm. um, normal. But I think that what it's fascinating how we're ending a cycle a really big cycle with this Neptune and Pisces of clearing out so much more. And and it can return us to our soul's truth, our soul's intentions. um, When we remove any of those unfinished uh, energies, when we remove the karma, when we are done with what's no longer us, and then it's like the floating. Then you just go out on the ocean and you're surrendering and you're floating, but you're loving it. Um, <laughs> is uh-huh. also a way to work with it. What do you What do you say yes. about that? Well, yeah, Amanda? I mean, absolutely, absolutely, and it it because you know Neptune is uh, divine love. It is. It's not. Um, yes. And Neptunian energy and Piscean energy is not really comfortable in the third dimension because the third dimension is harsh, and Neptune yeah. is, is much more um, nebulous and um, you know higher love and 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 that's why people tend to you know when they have a strong Neptune or Piscean influence, they tend to um, express that through selflessness and you know uh, volunteer work and. Um, but there's there's a there's a line that that you know you shouldn't cross to where you are then um, taking the bullet you know for someone else right. and trying to save someone and and uh, and and sacrificing all these you know and that's where you really need to draw the line because yeah. Neptune will um, uh, lead you down that path but taking the taking the high side where you have ultimate compassion, greater intuition, and um, and yes, I mean it's finishing. What is Neptune's like? A couple hundred years to go around right. the chart one right. time. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's a hun- I'm off the top of my head. I think it's like a hundred and sixty 
um, years, 168, I want to say. Um, that sounds something right. Like that. that sounds right. So, yeah. 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 So, let's see, where were we 168 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I don't think I want to go like back math. there. <laughs> right, after this, right after the Civil War. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Right after the Civil War. So that was the last time. And and you mean know, look what what has happened. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, still more that needs to happen, but at least we're on the path. Oh, absolutely. But I think that I think that Neptune and Pisces will will soften, you know, people that that have not had a lot of compassion and and, and they might they might feel more sympathy for for right. others less fortunate, and um, and it's of course you know that's a very feminine um, energy. So, yes, I think it's a good thing for the feminine. Yes, I think so. To trust oneself, to trust what is clear for you, what you feel, what is um, best in, in a way that you can't always articulate. And and to know um, that it's a guidance, you know, it's part of our guiding beacon that comes through to support what we know is best for us, what we know we need to do next. Right. You know, big and transit. As, yeah, it is. It is a big one. So, you know, when people then can, um, we we preach this all the time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a little bit now. <laughs> You've got to follow your daily transits. Because yeah. the, especially these these distant, the outer planets, they have the power for bringing evolutionary change in your life because the transits last a long time. And, yes. and if, you, if you have no idea um, what your astrological weather is, you know, and you just decide to do something, it's like, oh, I should have checked uh, you know, I would I, I needed an umbrella. <laughs> I didn't check, and yeah, now I yeah. got all wet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right, you've got right. to, you know. And there's, um, what what astrology software do you use? Solar Fire. Okay, Solar that's Fire the same thing gold. we use. Yeah, uh-huh. Solar Fire Gold. That's what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, that's that's a that's a very expensive program. So there, I did some research because um, the the daily transit service that Lavender used for like 30 years. Well, they they finally had to retire, <laughs> so um, that was oh. no longer available. So um, um, there's a, a little app called Time Passages. Have you ever yeah. worked with it? I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't worked with it though. Yeah, well, it's I mean it's it's perfect. I mean it's perfectly adequate, and um, uh-huh. so that you can you know you put your chart in there, and and it will tell you what your transits are. And then if you have the Robert Handbook that Lavendar was talking about earlier called oh, I love Planets that. in Transit. Yeah. You know, so you just yeah. the app tells you what your transit is and then you look it up in the book. So you don't have to know a thing about astrology in order to follow mm-hmm. your daily transits. But you will learn passively after doing this for a while and then pretty soon you'll just look and it's like, Oh, Mars Square Sun, I know what that's about. I don't even have to look it up. You know, right. Just to, yep. You know. Um, yep. And it was actually Mars energy. I don't know if it's because I'm an Aries, but it was the Mars energy that I was. That was the first thing that I was really able to, to, to sense where I would, I would, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not look at my transits, and then I go out and have my day, and it's like, 
oh, my gosh, what the heck was that about? <laughs> Everything was just chaotic and, and irritating right. and nothing went right. And then I would come home and check my transits. And then I was like, ah, that was Mars, you know, square the sun. And um, it, it really helps sometimes, I think, to do it, you know, retrospectively. Because if you read, you know, oh, you could have an irritating day, then that would be like, you know, self-fulfilling and you could just go out and start picking at people. And it's like, well, yeah. Um, but if you had that and then you went and looked it up, I, I think it's it's more um, uh, easy to um, to recognize. And yeah. so I did that, I mean, for a lot for the first year that I was learning about this when I met Lavendar. Um 27 years ago, oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, follow your transits. <laughs> and you don't you don't yes. have to really, you don't really have to know anything. You just have to get the app. Yes. They've got a desktop. They've got a, um, they've got different platforms, and they've got one for the smartphone. And uh, it's just a really cool, it, it's, you know, it's not big like solar fire, but you don't need all that. Right. I mean, right. solar fire. We yeah. we we probably there's probably half of that program that we don't even know about. <laughs> so um, oh, it's but, so complex. Yeah. yeah. It is. Same with me. It is. So well, this is just but it been has delightful. so many great features. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my goodness. There's, there's certain certain things that I was like, I wonder if I could, you know, get this to show up with this chart. You know, putting the graphs on there. And it's like sure enough, it's like oh wow. I didn't realize they had all of these <laughs> capacity, but but most yeah. often you just don't need that, you know. Um, right, right. Just the basics. It doesn't have to be complicated. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we recommend time passages for, for uh, beginners. You know, even advanced, more advanced people, it's it's certainly adequate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it yeah. has been delightful speaking with you, Molly. And um, well, thank is there anything you. else that you want to... Um, that you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Oh, I'm just grateful to speak with you about astrology and to connect with people who are interested in in astrology and uh, to know that it's a wonderful time to know your chart, to know more about what you are experiencing. And I'm actually doing a weekly transits course. Um, If people want to learn more about their transits, they could um, join this weekly class that I'm going to be offering so they can follow along. Um, it's more intensive than your app or than a website, but it could be another way to, to be in charge of your energy and make the most of all this. So oh, I'll absolutely. throw that out there before um, we go. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm thrilled that you're doing with doing that because people have yeah. got to see the the power available yes. in in knowing yes. what your transits are. Um, you know, it's so like, it's a weekly. It's a weekly class. Um, every Wednesday, but the replays are available, and you just follow along, and I'll go through what's important right now, what you need to see, what's happening in your chart, and it's only 30 minutes, because I know everybody's busy, and I teach visually. I teach on your screen, so that you're looking at the chart with me, and I highlight things, so we all learn visually, so I hope that that helps some people um, continue to master their own astrology, so you can find out more about that at um, online or ConsciousCoolChic.com. Okay, when I first saw your website, um, I thought it was Conscious Cool Chick, and I was like, hey, yeah, you are a cool I chick. Know. You know? <laughs> but then when I was oh, reading I know. it I in did. the intro, I was like, oh, I think that's probably chic. <laughs> so Either way works. Cool. And 
Chic, yeah, other people, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a, it can go either way, so yeah, you can't get it wrong. <laughs> okay, and that's where people can um, um, sign up or find how to get to the astrology transit class? Yes, that's right, that's okay. right, and uh, okay. join when they and have the, time. Your, and your other website, mollymccord.online, is um, about business development for uh, more spiritually minded people. Yeah, and, and it's um, very you know, practical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. So you are the bridge between, you know, 3D and 5D and and take your, you know, take your 5D business online in a 3D world. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz people need the support to get out there and to share, so I hope to offer them that too. So, yes, thank you for well, mentioning that. I excellent. really hope that that helps people. Well, I can't tell you how many clients you know, it's like, you know, I really, I want to, you know, get away from my, you know, my accounting job because I'm really a healer. And yes. Um, yes. it's like, but I have no idea. Uh, because generally more spiritual people are not all that business savvy. And especially when it comes to the Internet, there's all kinds of valuable tools that you can get, most of yes. them for free, you know, um, mm-hmm. with websites and things like that and designs. Um so it is it is very important that the the starseed people develop their business ideas and and get to work and yes. more businesses coming from the heart in you know in truth and and compassion yes absolutely yeah, we really absolutely. really need that we really need that in this world because you know the business world is so you know cutthroat it's, ugh. It's like yeah. <laughs> chills down my spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's like we're so done with that. There's so many of us who can never go back to that playground, can never go back to those roles, to any of that. And so we have to go forward, and we have to create our own paths going forward. And so that's what I really want to help people do is is to go forward into this new, this new path, this new experience of your gifts, and to get out there in a way that will you know, make you money, help you with your work, help you with your um, your mastery, and, and help other people um, with what they need, too. So it can be a win-win-win. All the way around. All the way around. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're here at this time on this planet with us and um, doing what you're doing because it is oh, very valuable. You. So I really encourage our listeners to connect with Molly. Um, we we totally support and um, recommend you. Oh well, thank you. I'm I appreciate that definitely, especially from from all of you. That means a lot. So thank you. Well, we're all part of the same family. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I just I, I'm so grateful that you were able to spend some time with us this evening, and um, we look forward to thank you for having uh, me again. Meeting thank you, you everyone yeah. for listening. Appreciate your time, your energy, your connections, and um, just always great to to talk with you. So thank you, Arielle. You're so welcome, and I hope we get to see you um, in May in Arkansas. Yes. Yes, I'm I'm doing my best. I'm going to get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we go yes. four times a year, so um at some future moment we'll we'll give you a big hug. Yes, I look forward to it. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. 
So that's it for us tonight at Starseed Radio Academy. We thank you for listening, and we will be back next week, as will Anastasia. And um, until then, make sure you find gratitude and compassion in every day. Good night, everyone. been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com.